Hello, friends and fellow adventurers. Welcome to the MinMax Podcast. We want to thank you for joining us, and you do so as we continue the Extinction Curse. As always, we'd like to invite you to come join our Discord where you can hang out with us and other listeners of the show. And if you'd like to go to a little financial support our way, you can check out our Patreon. And a shout-out to all of those at our big number level and above. Rock Jedi, Iggy, Wolf, Blondimus Slump, Thunder Mammoth, The Trevor Project, Das Chris, Fizzgig, AC Goldner, The Brigand Alliance, Eric R. Oh, just gonna sneak right past you there. Indie Link, Tawdry Monster, Mercutio, Angel Shadowheart, Forevermore, Sirendon, Dickie Lopez, Licky Topez, Ricky Ropage, Alex K, Dine, Doma Elaka, Dr. Grinnis, Frank L, Just Mike Works, Ross D, Darren W, Marab Syndrome, Fig Tears, Zach S, Jimmy H, Mr. Turtle, Sleeve, Darren, Caleb W, Corey, Pickle, Mr. Grimm, Fire Down, M54E, was Jameson S, Eric R, plus two verbal seven of whacking. Shout out to new patron this week. I'm not a robot. What, what was there a question about this? Should we be worried? Have we been infiltrated by robots? Someone call John Connor. Actually, make that Sarah Connor. I mean, like, I get John Connor was supposed to save the world and everything, but come on, we all really know who the badass was in that story. And it wasn't the guy who was going to trash your fucking lights. Anyway, thank you all so much for your support. And now a recap of session 136. We're still high in the Kortos Mountains, and we've encountered a giant cloud wall. Next to it, a titanic statue comes out of the hills, causing a boulder-spewing landslide. After a maze from the wizard and a lot of fucking around, we run into the clouds. Eventually, the giant titan monster thing gets out of the maze and chases us. After even more fucking around, we end up on the other side of the cloud wall, but the titan is still on our heels. We decide to turn and fight. The Colossus is massive, with huge laser eyeballs. Everyone takes hella damage, but in the end, we kill it. Guys, I'm really hurt. <laughs> yeah, poor wizard. Yeah. Yeah, let, let's uh, let's huddle up here while the huddle up and do some healing. It does the healing again. <laughs> I'm sorry, you're so hurt, wizard. I'll take care of you. Oh, first one's a critical success. In the shadow of this crumbled monster. Yes, in the shadow of the crumbled monster and Jeb's 500 foot aura of nature that's now just hanging out with you guys. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I attempt to take 10 minutes to heal everybody, and I heal 47 with the first one, if it goes through. He, he, he's looking for something from you there, Tyler. Oh, oh, does that go? Yeah, yeah, you have, at this point, as much time as you need. Okay, well then, I won't even bother rolling. I heal everybody up over time. So let's say, Peach Pie, you take about an hour and a half. Probably about an hours. hour. Just to make sure everybody's topped off. It wouldn't be. It wouldn't be over an I hour. Said hour tops. Right, it'd be an hour, like around an hour tops. Yeah. Right. Right. Just to be nitpicky about it. Just in case. <laughs> Jeb was down basically two hundred. As long as Peach Pie crits most of them, and, and I would. It wouldn't take long. Because you've got what over a fifty percent chance to crit, don't you? Yeah, just over. With my ridiculously powerful healers tools that I have, they can be a plus three. Where are those? I don't know. We found them somewhere. We were going to sell them, but I wanted them. What were they? Healer's tools. So I have really something really that's really good healing something. That gives me a plus three healing. Oh, is it the, the box that has all the drawers with the healing? Yeah. Yeah, that thing. Yeah, that's a very high-level item. I can't remember what it's, it's called. It's super nice. I'm looking for it right now. I've forgotten what it's called. That's okay. Marvelous Medicine's Greater. Sorry. That's it. That's it. After you finish healing, you climb over the rubble. All of the squirrels and deer that have been hanging out with you scurry away. 
I feel like while we're healing, Jeb's doing like a like a Snow White or no, a Cinderella moment. <laughs> He's just playing with all the animals. <laughs> <laughs> you climb over the rubble and you see the veil. Just like I kind of described to you earlier, it's miles of land in between these sharp, jagged peaks. Although the cloud barrier obscures vision from the outside, inside you have a clear shot to the sky and the sun. Gorgeous. Very pretty map. It's temperate. It's, you know, just a slight breeze. The Vale of Aradin is yours to explore. You're in here at the bottom left, the southwest of the map you can see there. Ooh, there's a green tower. We're going to see the Wizard of Oz. The, is there a scale on here? Every six squares is a mile. Every six squares is a mile. Okay, so this is not huge. We're talking like 16 square miles, roughly. There's a little there's a little forested area. There's a little, little lake, small lake. And there's a path that leads through some fields. And there's some, some foothills and some mountains. Can we see that green tower in the distance? Oh, absolutely. It's a shining beacon at the other end of the veil. We go towards it? I mean, what time of day is it at this point? It's middle of the afternoon. How's everybody doing on spells? I've barely used anything. I mean, I've barely used any because we've been fighting things can't really use spells. <laughs> All right. I leisurely walk through this beautiful veil, taking in the sights. Bernard pulls out his little sketchbook and draws the beautiful things he sees. So is it like super bright and sunny here like all the time then? I would love that. Oh yeah. Yeah. Basically. Of course it is. Fucking Aradin. Sounds fucking awful. Well actually it isn't because Jeb has a storm cloud above us. (laughs) (laughs) Thank God. (laughs) Does something have to make a counteract check? Or Jeb's just Jeb's storm fight it? That's what I'm trying to figure out. Is there a counteract check that needs to occur here? But no, there's no magic. Who's more powerful, Jeb or a god? <laughs> dead a god. dead god. A dead god. No, no, I, I don't. I don't think so because there's nothing in the wording of the veil. There's it, there are things about the veil, but it doesn't prevent weather. It just makes it a very temperate climate with a clear view to the sky. Maybe, it, maybe it would have to. It specifically says a clear view to the sky. Well, the the way that the barrier is described, it doesn't say anything specifically about how it interacts with, you know, environmental changing effects by PCs, but it does say that it alters the weather to maintain what it has. So, Jeb, I am going to need to have you make a counteract check for the storm in the sky. You mean my weapon makes it, because I don't have control over it. What am I rolling? Uh, that'd be just your spell attack. I fight the sky! <laughs> attack, fool. Ooh. Oh no, hero point. <laughs> you... It's too fucking bright out here. <laughs> Alright. Yeah, as you, as you venture deeper into the valleys, Jebby's storm cloud does begin to break up. Yeah, moonlight sticks to the shadows of the trees along the, along the path. It's too bright. There's too much sun for the leshy. Okay. (laughs) As you begin to travel, you get this distinct feeling that you don't belong here. Like, 
Like you haven't gained permission to be here, almost. It's just that, that, that feeling, maybe you need to earn your place here. And that's a, that's a distinct feeling. Like you haven't quite earned your keep here yet. You still have to prove yourself if you're to call the veil at any part yours. Fuck that. I've got f- I've got five residences. Fuck this veil. <laughs> I know I know you do. I am the veil. I know you guys have the residences. I'm still wearing my stole of civility. In this instance, it does not necessarily matter. You don't feel fully welcome in the veil right now. You know, Aradin was lawful neutral, not lawful good. Why are you saying that? I don't know. Just saying. That's not what's happening. It's not a law. It's just letting you know. You still have to prove yourself. That's why the trials exist. The trials of Aridin. The trials of Aridin? The trials. The trials that we still haven't even gotten to yet. Of Aridin. As you walk down the road, it begins to widen out, and you take a couple of turns. Then you come across two statues of the same man that face one another here. Ooh. Sounds like a trial. He's sitting in a silly pose. The statue to the east wears a simple tunic and leggings and holds an iconic shepherd's crook, shielding his eyes as he gazes out across the veil, oblivious to the bird droppings that streak his worn granite. (laughs) On the opposite side of the road, mossy, water-stained stone takes the shape of a man in tattered rags sitting with his back to the wall. One empty hand extended warily before him. Uh, I put a gold coin in his hand. Nothing happens. I kiss his hand. It's cute. Also tastes mossy. (laughs) A little bit of bird poop. A little little bird poop on there. Can I get a perception check from everyone? Sure. 45. 4D. 43. Peach by you spot this first. You see what looks to be a woman in the distance approaching you. Hmm. And Does she look antagonistic? Uh, no, because she has a big smile on her face. Is this oh. our giant gold-eyed, white-haired lady yet? I've been waiting for that lady. And she looks like no, she's that's pretty gotta close. Be the last right? She right. looks like she's pretty close. But then you see, as she begins taking steps closer to you, she gets bigger. And bigger, and you realize perspective has been playing a trick on your eyes. And suddenly, this 50 foot tall woman with gold orbs for eyes and short, curly brown hair, wide smile, half plate male, and she squats down and she goes, Hello! It's been so long since any travelers came here. Welcome to the Vale of Aroden. Not even any Zongaths. Oh, them. You know of them? We're on their tail, as it were. Hello, by the way. Hello. Yes. Uh, are you Ilosa? Why, yes, I am. And who are you? Uh, we are the Circus of Wayward Wonders. Specifically, I am Moonlight. This is Peach Pie. Jeb. Jeb. Wizard. And the wizard, yes, the wizard. Hello. Hello. You all look like very fun people. We are. And I juggle. 
so much fun. Performance check. Okay. Yeah, go on. You gonna perform? I perform a juggling act. I get a 38. A brief juggling act. I don't want to, like, make it awkward. Uh, I want to make it awkward. She claps. But not too awkward. And as she claps, it's a big, booming... That makes sense. How delightful. We were told that we would... We were going to meet you, likely, if we made it to the Vale. I am the first person that most people come across here, yes. But, like you said, it's been a while? Aside from the Zolgas, pilgrims used to come much more frequently. It's been centuries. Considering what we had to get through to get here, not surprised you haven't seen anybody lately. Some pretty bad stuff out there. She shakes her head. The trail is less traveled than it used to be. How did the Zelgas get through? Can't imagine they could pass Aridin's tests. She... Well, no, she can't really roll her eyes specifically. You get the feeling that she's rolling her eyes. They're just gold orbs. There's no pupils to roll. Aridin didn't exactly need you to be a, a good person to pass his trials. He also didn't necessarily need you to pass all of his trials. So they just found the ones that they could pass and went about their way. It's hard for me to say. I haven't been keeping track of their presence. My purpose here is very specific. Uh, what's that? Greet the pilgrims? No. The suspense is killing me. I don't have an answer for you. Oh, you... So you are here for a specific reason, but you can't tell us what it is? Ask me the right questions. What is your favorite color? Ooh, green. I don't think that was the right question. <laughs> That's obvious. What right. is your quest? <laughs> I don't. I don't remember what that lady told us. I remember the name. That's all I could remember. How long ago was this? Uh, that was the. Was that the psychopomp that told us? Or was it the halfling chick? I don't remember. They're all, all the people that have talked to us since we got to this stupid place. <laughs> We're supposed to find a titan named Ilosa. Apparently she can help us. That's all I've got. Oh. And in the Vale of Arden we find 12 statues, statues that will give us boons. Boobs? Okay, how about a religion? Uh, no, I was actually going to ask Moonlight for a diplomacy check. I want to get that through. I can try to diplomatize. 46. Well, I'm here to aid in the trials. We would appreciate any assistance we can receive. You would. Of course. And uh, the statue of the man on his knees with his hand out, his empty hand out. No, a hand with a gold in it. Uh, oh god, because you, right. you just asked her for help. And a kiss. Because you asked her for help, it just kind of, you feel it grant you a little permission. A little bit more. You get the approval of this statue. Oh. Because we begged or asked for assistance. Oh. And the other guy was holding a, a crook? Like a shepherd's crook? Now a religion check to remember the twelve visages of uh, Aradin or whatever. Oh, yeah, if you want to do that, totally. I 
feel Peach Pie would know this, even if I don't remember. Peach Pie totally would. Even with the 26? Even with the 26. Okay, what are they? The Beggar, which you've gotten the Beggar trial is finished. The Shepherd, the Scholar, the Tailor, the Thief, Soldier, Fisher, Hunter, Farmer, Merchant. Just keeps going. Artist, Artisan. Porn star. <laughs> That's the secret 13th aspect. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, Elosa looks knowingly at the beggar's statue and says, Well, now that you've got that part done, I tend a flock of sheep. My five sheep are scattered throughout the vale. Gather them, bring them to me. And you will receive the blessing of the shepherd. Are they actually sheep? Good question. They are, in fact, Elysian sheep. They are no normal sheep. What is an Elysian sheep? They are sheep, yes. Though they are very agile, very strong. And they have golden eyes, much like mine. And she blinks them a few times. They're very beautiful. Why, thank you, Peach Pie. Bring my sheep to me. I was kind of hoping for another boon, but okay. <laughs> Enjoy your travel across the Vale. I can't tell if it's a very holy-looking sheep or a very evil-looking sheep. It's supposed to be holy, but yeah, the glowing gold doesn't translate very well, I don't think. Yeah, when it gets blown up, it looks like it's like fire more than gold, but... Um, is there any specific place? I mean, this... And Moonlight looks around. It's a very large veil. Certainly it is. I let them run free. The veil is a safe place. Well, except where it isn't. But they know where those places are, and they avoid them. H- how many of these uh, aspects do we need to get permission from? In order to do what? In order to get into the tower? Ah, I feel like we're allowed? It is true. The god's tower is shut off to those who do not have its blessing. What if I told you we saw ourselves prophesied to be there in a dream in a place of worship to Aradin? Really? You do know Aradin is dead, yes? Yes, it was rather decrepit, but it was still there and magical. And I cast a radiance of some sort, one of them. And she, ooh. See, I wasn't lying. Well, to get basic access to the tower, basic access, four would suffice. We're going to need 12, my wife. There is, there is reason... Depending on... You said you were here to deal with the troglodytes. Sorry. That's what we called them in past ages. The... What do you call them now? Um, Troglodytes. Uh, smelly lizards? They are smelly lizards, yes. May I make a request? Of course. Right, so we're looking for sheep. Um, could you lift me up as high over your head as possible? Sure. I feel it would be a good vantage point for spotting sheep. (laughs) 
Uh, Alright. She grabs Peach Pie around the waist and just air rushes by his head and his ears as she quickly raises him like 60 feet in the air holding her fist above her head. Cool. Do I see any sheep? Perception check. Yep. Perception check. Ah, come on. Give me a hero point. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I crit that. I crit that big monster to death. You crit the big monster to death. I asked her the question. <laughs> uh, I rolled a four and got a 31. A 31. Okay. You do see on the road ahead, going further northeast, you think you might see another statue along the road. If, if she hadn't lifted you so high up, there's no way you would have seen it, but it's about a mile away down the road, and you see something wandering around in the plains around that statue. It's hard to tell if it's a sheep from here, but it's surely about the same size if the statue's a size indicator. All right, well, at least it's a place to start. Thank you for the lift. She sets you back down. You're welcome. We'll go find your sheep now. All five of them here. Enjoy your travels. Toodaloo. Uh, I saw one down the way by another statue. We could head that direction. Yeah. Finding five sheep seems like a lot of work. Let's see what these other statues ask for. Well, this one's here, the shepherd, I assume. So I think I know what it wants. Yes, that does seem like that's the sheep quest, yes. Well, to the next statue, then... Wizard, take your health back. Jesus, you're making me nervous. Well, that's fine. I'm just going to get one shot by something. <laughs> that 29 HP sure will. Won't take much. I won't shot you. One of the sheep will I'll bump into on you awkwardly and then take care of you. <laughs> that sheep's going to nibble on your robes and you're going to die. Fall damage from, 30, for, from 60 feet. Dead. <laughs> and we're level 19. Uh, actually, let me double check. Let me There's double no check. Way. I would think not. Well, I guess we do finish playing 20. We've finished like a third of a book already. Yeah, this has yeah, been a third. 18. Yeah, this is chapter one of three of book six. I feel like you just hit 18 too at the beginning of this book, it's right? It's been a couple decent combats yeah. though since then. I guess I don't but, know. I mean, we're going to have to get to 19 at the end of this third, I would think. Get to 20 after the next third so that we can be level 20 for the last third. Because you are supposed to be level 20 for part of this book. I guess so. And at the start of chapter two, you are 19th level. Hey. So congratulations. I'm putting up a mansion. <laughs> I'm putting up a mansion, yeah. I don't even know what to do with 19th level. I don't remember. To cap out your first day in the Vale of Aradon, after agreeing to find some sheep and seeing and enjoying the nice weather. It's actually a really nice change from the harsh winter uh, and the high altitudes. Uh, it, it's it's temperate, it's mild, it's beautiful here. So you put up the mansion, you go in for the night, and you are level 19 when you wake up in the morning. I can feel it. Yeah! The power! <laughs> so before we continue on with the adventure in the Vale of Aradin, we are going to... Uh, Overview level 19 choices. Uh, level 19 is a big one for our spellcasters. That's when they get access to level 10 magic. Uh, and we'll talk about some of that, I guess, if they're willing to share spell choices with us. That being said, uh, who wants to go first on level 19 overview? I will. Jebediah gains legendary casting, so my saves are up to 
43, which is really good, I think. Um, 43 is these Inhuman Spell Attack rolls, 33. Yeah. Uh, as well as gaining the access to level 10 spells. I am the Healy Boyan, so I'm sticking with Revival. It is basically a 10th level heal that is 10d8 plus 40, and I can pick the whole party. And if one of them unfortunately dies, I can raise them for a minute, but they just die right after that, but... <laughs> you know, it's so funny. It's enough to say goodbye. Hopefully the plan is to test it before they die. So, yeah, it's so funny, though, we, we came across Revival, and we were talking about 10th level magic, and everyone's assumption until we read the spell at length was that, oh, Revival, it must revive... You know, it replaces the ritual in some way. No, no. It just brings them back to life uh, for, you know, sustained up to one minute, which is interesting. And I went into legendary nature, as well as taking a first level general feat at level 19, breath control. (laughs) No more will I be prey to that. We'll see what happens. But that's it. Nice. All right. Well, then after Jebediah, who wants to go next? I'll go. All right, wizard. Level 19, what you got? Legendary casting, just like the druid, and just like the sorcerer that's going to be after me. Um, 19th level general feat. I took fleet, because I don't like that Swanee or Moonlight was faster than me. That was some bullshit. I don't want to know. Is this the first time you've taken fleet, or have you taken it multiple times? Uh... First time I've taken fleet, I took nimble elf earlier, which oh, is right. okay. ancestry feat for increasing my speed by five. Uh, tenth level spells, I took some spells. You'll see, maybe, maybe not. We'll we'll, we'll find out. All right, then keep your secrets. I don't even know if I'm very prepared. These tenth level spells, maybe I'll just like prepare color spirit tenth level. Fuck it. <laughs> Alright, alright, well that's the wizard at level 19 then. Uh, what about Peach Pie? Sure! Peach Pie is pretty easy. Uh, I get a general feat. I took Legendary Medic. Let's me do some Legendary Medic stuff. Uh, that's because my skill increase took Medic or uh, Medicine up to Legendary. I get Armor of Fury, which makes me Master in Armor. And I get Devastating Strikes, which is pretty good. Um,. These are both things that I just get that I don't have a choice on. Uh, uh, my barbarian abilities are unparalleled. My proficiency rank in barbarian class DC increases to master. My melee strikes ignore 10 points of a creature's resistance to their physical damage. Damn. Have fun remembering that, guys. <laughs> <laughs> yep. <laughs> That'll be fun. Yeah. 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 That's it. That's all I get. Well, Moonlight is pretty simple because, like Ted said, uh, most stuff, my stuff is the same as theirs. Tenth level spells, legendary spellcaster, uh, moved my arc acrobatics up to master, and took Kip up because I didn't know what else to take. Nice. You could have taken Fleet. I already took Fleet, so. Mm. Oh, I thought that was one of those multiple ones. I think it is. No, it's not. Oh, okay. No, nothing in it says you can take it more than once. That absolutely must have been different in 1E, I think. And Kip-Up is just a great general feat. It's just a great feat in, in, in general, yeah. I forgot to mention, I'm a master performer now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> performing mastery because I don't even have a fucking performance. You've just gotten so good at the Calliope. So, next morning. So the next morning, you wake up, step out of the mansion. Beautiful morning. You have your coffee poured by the unseen servants in the mansion. You can step just outside. Birds are chirping. Slight warm breeze. It's just gorgeous. Quick question, Tyler. Yes. Um, would Peach Pie's rain cloud work here? Yes. I'm curious. That's a personal effect. Is it only personal, or can he direct it? It's called personal rain cloud. I was just wondering. I was gonna. I was gonna ask Peach Pie if he could put it over m- moonlight because it's too bright out. Get a little <laughs> bit of rain. Target is one creature. Okay. So yeah, we we when we step out of the mansion and it's just this bright sunny day again. When moonlight will look at Peach Pie. Um, Peach Pie, could you put your cloud over me? It's it's very bright out. Oh, I've never tried before. Let me see. (laughs) I love it. Peach Pie, you gain uh, the uh, cathartic mage dedication. (laughs) What's cathartic mage? It's like emotional casting, essentially. (laughs) I saw that at one point. And I was like, "Oh, that's really interesting." If it was like applied to Peach Pie, for example, but cathartic rage—that's what I need. I can't. I can't remember exactly. And Mage, I think. I think that might be it. I'm just winging it on that. I think it's in the Secrets of Magic. I don't care. They made my pun work, so that's all I care about. Oh, of course. <laughs> um, where are you going? Well, I I hear tell Jeb has an interesting idea for finding sheep. I can talk to all these lovely creatures, and they'll tell us where the sheep are. So I'm going to do that. What's the spell again? Influence nature. Yeah. Nope. That's how vague it is. I'm just going to talk to them, dude. Can they talk back to the sheep and just tell the sheep to come to us? Because, honestly, that'd be ideal. Sheep don't talk, bird. (laughs) (laughs) They don't have pigeon talk. All right, well, I'll teach. We need the wizard to teach all my birds. Pigeon. Pigeon. Uh, uh, yeah, influence nature uh, has a uh, essentially Jeb will have to be and make a nature check uh, of a DC that I'll set. It's just influencing nature to behave in a certain way, and you can't directly control how you've influenced nature, but you can hope for certain effects, such as easier hunts or birds falling silent whenever danger is approaching. Birds circling above the heads of sheep. That's not a bad idea, actually. Because you need to find a way to communicate, have the birds communicate the sheep's location back to you as well. So you have to, you're going to have to give me a nature, or is it survival? Nature. This one's nature. Give me yeah. a nature check. Let's use those hero points right away. Wow, this is all a big number. Can we aid him? 48 with my first hero point right off the bat from a three. From a, oh, because he went from the three. To a 13 on the die. Alright. A 48 is a success. Not a critical success. But it's a success. With a series of bird calls and various commanding of animals in the area. It only takes you 10 minutes because you're legendary at it. But Jebediah, you are able to get some of the local bird life to locate and then fly in circles above 
any Elysian sheep that are out in the wild, in the Vale. There you go. I'm going to go ahead and give you the map real quick, and we'll talk about where those are. We round them up. Done. Moving on. <laughs> Did uh, Ilosa say we needed to bring it back to her, or where were we supposed to take these? Back to her, yes. Back to her, okay. Yep. Does she care if they come back one at a time, or does she want to have all five at once? Or? She doesn't care. The first sheep is in the plains just to the east of the road. Another area of birds is flying over the north side of the road as it crosses in between the forest and in between the lake to the north. In the rolling plains, before the mountains start back up in the northwestern corner, is another. Just to the north of the lake is another set of birds. And finally, a flock flying right over the forest in circles. And we gotta go all over the place. Yeah, how big is this valley? I think it's six squares is a mile. So earlier I think we said like 16 square miles. It's a lot bigger than that. It's more like eight miles by five miles. So like 40 square miles. Fuck. So yeah, we're kind of at a day's travel in between some of these locations and going back. Depends on how you want to handle it. Good thing we've got Jebediah, the legendary survivalist. We find everything and we go fast as fuck. Are you guys just, you're just going right for the sheep? Bop, 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 bop. Right? Yeah. Why not? Why not? Get them out of the way, right? I mean, if we were going to cross any other statues, we'll have to take a look at them. How far is a mile again in feet? 5,280. Well, where'd you get that number, nerd? Uh, Mother Rain. <laughs> <laughs> so, tell me which uh, sheep you're going to hit up, hit up first. We're coming from the south, right? Yeah. Can we ride on, on celestial steeds like cowboys? Across the plains of the Vale of Aridon. Riders in the Vale. <laughs> the destined to fail. Riders in the Vale. <laughs> Riders in the Vale. I'm math right on this. You said 5,280 is a mile. Correct. That's like a six, that's a sub six minute mile at 30 feet per per action. I was even thinking I was just fucking flying us. Six level steeds can move at 80 feet per action. Can walk on water. Six level, huh? And ignore natural. Oh, I'm sorry. They can fly. Six-level phantom steeds can fly at a speed of 80 feet, can walk on water, and ignores all natural difficult terrain. And how long do they last? Phantom steeds? Eight hours. Yeah, eight hours. Man, that sounds pretty solid. So do I burn all of my six-level spells for four badass phantom steeds that we just don't need to fucking worry about? It's eight, yes. It's eight miles per hour uh, from the travel speed chart. And literally nothing can slow us down unless it's like some magical effect or crazy thing that's not natural. The only thing that can slow us down more is continuing this conversation. (laughs) (laughs) Valid. I cast a spell into my weapon. Jeb getting that shocking grasp. Nah, I switched it to annoy you. What, it's not shocking grasp in the weapon anymore? Nah, it's slow. Oh, for fuck. <laughs> I had to double check. I was like, did I put shock and grass because it was like has to be a spell attack? It's just, nope, it's slow. It doesn't work it's like the magus. That won't target just him. It would just. I put the low. It's a level three slow. So it's no, just not, a single oh, target. Not level six. Or yeah. is it level seven? 
I can only do it's six, but you can only, spell starting only works with three level three and lower. Well, I mean, shit. Slow is perfect then. Slow is single target. Really good for that. Yeah, I think they. It's not like the megas where like if if I hit it, it works. I think they would still get their will save. Oh, they still get a save. It's just yeah. really efficient on the economy. Yeah, it's just a hit with a slow. So, wizard, you doing the uh, the the? the yeah, steeds? I burned three six level spells and my drain bonded item for six level to get us four <laughs> four six level phantom steeds that can walk or fly at a speed of eighty feet and ignore all natural difficult terrain. Love that. Zoom. Goodbye, six level spells for the day. <laughs> I thought you could turn into a dragon indefinitely. Is that or is that not? No, I can sense? fly can indefinitely. Fly I can on his own. I can only turn into a dragon oh, once per hour, but not at eighty. My my regular fly speed is forty five. It's my speed. Oh, okay. So it's your land speed. Yeah. I get on my horse and go wee. Get on my high horse. Bernard is. Oh, Bernard is. That makes sense. Flying in the air through a a, a phantom steed of glory. Onward! <laughs> All right. So tell me where you're headed first. Which uh, which uh, circling flock of birds over your sheepy targets? This one. All right. Well, I mean, if we need to bring them all back, we're bringing them back one at a time, or are we going to try to do this, like, collect them, put them on our phantom steeds, or can we not do that? Just do a loop. Well, we can't put them on our phantom steeds. Phantom steeds carry one creature, so we're going to have to shove them in a bag. <laughs> Did you want them back alive? <laughs> I can hold their breath. How, how hard is it to kill a, a, an Elysian sheep? Fantasy, uh, or not fantasy, uh, phantom steed travel with occasional breaks to let the sheep breathe. Yes. That works. Just kind of... Nah, we just like, on our way back, we just fly slowly and and guide them. Because you said eight miles per hour is what we can fly? At 80 feet? Yes. Table 9-2 doesn't go beyond 60 feet, but there's clear implication there. 40 feet gives you 400 feet per minute, 4 miles per hour, 50 gets you 500 feet per minute, 5 miles per hour, etc. Okay, so 8 miles per hour. Yeah, damn. Seems slow. Damn pretty good. That, that's fucking quick. So you can get across the veil very, very quickly uh, with this. So you get to the first one in under an hour. And as you're flying, how high are you flying up? Are you just like above tree line, down close to the ground? Give me a general idea here. I'm flying through the fucking clouds. There are no clouds. I'm flying through the fucking air. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> that is good. That is true. Can the personal rain cloud keep up? So I think you know. You're, why don't you say you're flying at the the same level that the uh, birds are circling the sheep? How about that? Which is like fifty feet up. Sure. Perfect. So as you're approaching your first target, I want everybody to give me a perception check. Okay. I mean, a few of us are just so fucking amazed being on these badass phantasmal... Wow, 31! Phantom Steve. We're not paying attention. 39. There we go. Uh, 44. Moonlight, you see it first. As you're getting closer to the flying birds overhead, you spot the sheep just below in the plains... Uh, you know, thousand feet or so to the east of the road. Well, right next to the road, we're talking at you know ten, fifteen feet from the road for the most part, is a square stone slab, and in the middle of that is a statue with three obelisks 
on corresponding corners, one of the four obelisks is toppled over. You see some creatures down there as well, and you're not certain that they've spotted you yet. Do they look suspiciously like Zolgas? Can I smell them? Or even unsuspiciously like Zolgaths? <laughs> they look suspiciously like Zolgaths. Yes, it is, it, is, it is relatively plain that what you see down there are some Zolgaths. You also spot, which is probably the easier ones to spot, two Astrid Daemons. And that's the thing that oh. they fought. I'm wipe the floor with them. That's the thing that they fought when they met Nidek, right? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it is. Um, how far away when we when I noticed this? I would say you're, you know, 50 feet in the air. They're roughly a thousand feet away right now. Let's just give it just a rough thousand feet. Um, Damn it. I'll fly to the front of the group and make some, like, hand gestures that try to get their attention and point out the yeah point out the the zelgas and that you know once we're about 500 feet away we should just rain fucking hell on top of them just don't hit the sheep if we spend 10 minutes i can swap to a spell that has a thousand foot range yeah but none of the rest of us have a thousand foot range i don't i don't, I don't think we would need any other spells just gonna drop a cataclysm on them <laughs> well, we, we do need the the pillars to survive. And you're here, you're certain that they haven't noticed you. Yet. Can we, can you guys attack from the phantom seeds? I don't see why not. Yep. Have we ever done ride? Cool. No. I don't know shit about mounted combat. Good god. Into a mounted combat. Don't make me. Don't make <laughs> me. We go to the ground. <laughs> we go to the fucking ground. <laughs> I wonder how easy it is, though. Is it technically mounted combat when we're flying? Yes. You're casting spells on a mount. In in the air. Well, and a phantom steed that does whatever you want it to do. It's not like it's a horse with its own mind. It, it does phantom steed make you... Doesn't make you, like, command it every round, does it? No. It doesn't really... Dude, phantom steed's so fucking big. Is it? Okay. It literally just says the horse is clearly phantasmal in nature... They're like, dudes, it's a fucking horse. What more do you want? 20 AC, 10 hit points. If it's reduced to zero hit points, it disappears and the spell ends. It never actually says how it works. Canon, your phantom steed reflects you, yourself in how it appears. So like the wizards would be rainbow. Mine probably has face paint. You conjure a large <laughs> magical equine, 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 equine. creature yeah. that only you or another medium or small creature you choose can ride. Done. That is super vague, isn't that it? That is. It never says I. You need to like know how to ride a fucking steed. It does. It doesn't say how it is controlled. Also, peach by your fucking mallet to be flying sixty feet above them. Yeah. Oh, that's right. Smashing I with your mallet. That. Just fly thirty feet up, forty feet up. Bonk, it doesn't bonk. even say anything about like the flying or if it needs to make like fly checks or like. Are you, are you ready for this? There in ready. regards to mounted combat, you take a minus two penalty to reflex saves. That's it. That's it. Yay, they <laughs> actually simplified something. Mounted combat was a beast in one eight. So the rest of the night, we're just going to fly around and just nuke every like <laughs> group of enemies we find in this area? So Tyler said this was going to be heavy combat, but... <laughs> It's going to end up just being raining fire from above. 
Is that what this whole veil thing's gonna turn into? Man, I'm, I'm gonna need some time to swap some spells. I'm gonna swap some meteor swarm and just start dropping meteors on shit. Like we're gonna bring her back the husks of what once was Elysium sheep. What is burning blossoms? Just range? burned bones in a pile. We're like a thousand. The, the Zelgats are like a thousand feet from the sheep. Okay. Yes, the sheep isn't close enough for the, any of these spells to deal any true damage to the sheep. The sheep, the sheep's fine. I'm just gonna go around and start casting burning blossoms and bring some trees up. Yeah, you guys, you casters handle this. I'll go round up the sheep. Peach Pie's gonna grab the sheep. We're just gonna nuke these guys. Yeah, I'll just, I'll just kind of like get them all tied together, and we'll, I'll slowly lead them to wherever we need to go. And you guys go nuke crazy. You're just gathering the sheep as there's just explosions going off. <laughs> Your sheep. I don't look at any of them. So you decide you want to swamp spells, am I correct? No. No. Okay. Not for the first group at least. So you've got two Astrodamons and what looks like three Zolgaths. Not any Zolgaths you've encountered before. You're still a good distance away, but it doesn't look like anything you've encountered before. They have hoods that are covering their eyes. Oh, shit. They're not like the good ones, like the hooded one we dealt with in. Well, I mean, they have two Astrodamons, so it's relatively safe to say that that's not the case. We have made good friends with Nidek. <laughs> I suppose your experience has, has told you otherwise. It's true. But if there's all gas, they're probably bad. Yeah, I don't get close enough to smell them, I'll tell you that much. So, what is the plan? I'd rather this not just be a nuke fest. I'd prefer to actually fight them. But why would we? I mean, why would we? But I want to fight them. <laughs> it's two astrodamons. They're low level. We fought them like five levels ago. Yeah, you fought them a long time ago. Uh, you fought to, one. You, they weren't an issue then either. You fought one you know? a long time ago. Yeah. Uh, They're still decently level. I mean, now that we're 19, uh, I mean, probably not, but... We'll we'll do a real fight soon. Let's just... Fine. Let's nuke these guys then. We nuke this. We nuke it. Just decimation. So do you need to swap spells, or do you have one that you can use? Eclipse Burst. Just the one? What kind of damage does Eclipse Burst do? Cold and negative. I will rage and smack them from the air with my hammer, too. <laughs> I mean, I'm dropping a Phantasmal Calamity on them. We're going to have a Chain Lightning, a Phantasmal Calamity, and a... Uh, eclipse, eclipse Burst. Eclipse Burst. And I've got some Extendo Hammers. What's the shortest range on all of those things? Probably my 120 Extendo Hammer. The Extendo Hammer, which means we won't do that unless they get close to us. <laughs> okay. So how far away are you going to start bombarding? 500 feet. 500 feet? Is that 500 for everybody, then? Chain Lightning... All the other spells? Yeah, those are all 500s. That's all I got, Chain yeah. Lightning. Chain Lightning's. Yeah. It, chain Lightning's 500. Damn. Okay. Yep. All right. You see you're 50 feet in the air, 1,000 feet away. You got to get fit to within 500 feet before you start launching spells, so you begin to fly closer. I'm going to say as you're approaching, and if we get into combat where mounted situations are here... You know, are occurring. It is not terribly clear on what you would do with a Phantom Steed in combat if you would do anything with a Phantom Steed in combat. But we're going to say that you're going to have to spend an action to command the animal if you wanted to be doing anything. 
while we're in initiative. What about just like hover? So I mean, like the benefit I'm thinking for sure is that you just automatically succeed instead of needing to attempt to command an animal check like you normally would for mounted combat. Because they're phantom, they're just they're, of course they're going to listen. They're they're magic, but I don't see anything in phantom seed that would make that stop. Because it just refers back to the flying rules. Okay. So, but it is an action to hover, so you'll have to command the Phantom Steed to hover. Yes. So one action... They run off the fly rules. Exactly. So one action to keep the Steed in the air, uh, for it to use a hover action to stay in the air, or fly closer, however you're handling it. As you get closer, do you descend in your altitude before you get closer? Yeah, I think we should drop closer to the ground so that we're not so easy to see. I mean... We're 50 feet in the air, they're going to see us coming. So I say we drop down to, like, just just above the ground. To flying low, you begin to approach. I'm making some perception checks for the enemies here. We're going to be stealth fighters. Stealth jets. Zoom. Alright, so I've got everything on the map. We've got the enemy perception checks. Who's trained in stealth here. I know that this is kind of a, a, a thing that doesn't always go well necessarily, but I want a number. I think Moonlight's... Is Moonlight the only one trained, or is the wizard trained? Wizard's trained. So let's use the wizard's trained stealth DC, and that will be what these enemies have rolled their perception against. So what is your stealth DC? Is mine worse than Moonlight's? Or better than Moonlight's? Uh, um, my... Mine is plus 26, so a DC would be 36. Mine is 25, so 36, 35. 35, okay. Out of all five of them, three of them spot you descending. So you begin to get, you start getting closer, but they're also now prepared for you. How many rounds does it take you to cover 500 feet on the steeds? Six? So, I mean, so they notice this right away at the 1,000 feet, or what? As you were descending. I mean, it would take us, like, two rounds. To get there? To get to 500 feet? Yeah, we move 80 feet per action. <laughs> I suppose. You can command an animal multiple times. Yeah, that's, like, just over two rounds. Yeah. So you can get there around two, two rounds. Uh, so what I'm going to have everyone do now at this point, give me initiatives. They're going to have two rounds of things to do to prep for your what you're doing as you're, quote, arriving. Man, I thought I did well on initiative, you fuckers. I do like that's 46, 47, 48, 47. <laughs> All them Yeah, those, those initiatives were pretty crazy. And we rolled three 17s and an 18. <laughs> so, Peach Pie, you're at the top of the initiative order. And I imagine you just lead lead the charge, right? Yes. And just as you're all descending down, uh, you can see one of the, the Astrodamons point up at you and get the attention of Zolgas and the other Astrodamon. And uh, you can't hear what they're saying, but they're very clearly pointing at you. And as you descend the rolling hills, the low rolling hills, because you're getting low to the ground, they're not in sight for about half of your trip. But as you get 750 feet away, roughly, they've come in sight. And you can see that the Astrodamons have set up a spot in between you and the statue platform. And the Zolgaths are taking up position behind, but they are flying in the air just above the Astrodamons' heads. Oh, interesting. The Zolgaths are flying? The three of them are, yes. 
and they've got these billowing robes that are flapping in the wind. I'm going to show you a picture of the Zolgaths. They're cool. It looks like a grasshopper. I that hard. So these Zolgaths have hoods that cover their heads all the way up, down, and over their eyes, but there's little holes in the the embroidery of the or the fringe of the hood so they can see through still. Uh, there's a hole cut out for their head frill on their skull, obviously, but they're flying, carrying large spears, flowing white robes. They're a kind of an aqua green call in color. Very clearly spellcasters of some kind. More like dead casters. We're going to kill them all. And when you get 500 feet away, they're in line of sight. We're going to go to the top of round one, Peach Pie. What do you do 500 feet away? I travel 90 feet towards them. Why 90 feet? Because that's a... Oh, wait. These things go 80 feet. I travel 240 feet towards them. So you're about half the distance. Then after Peach Pie closes half the distance, getting closer, that takes us over to Jebediah. It's your turn. You said we're 500 out? 500 out as of right now. Well, I will move command for 90 feet. Uh, sorry, 80 feet forward. And I'll target the Astra Damon 2 with the Chain Lightning. Level 8. Now we'll do. Beginning with number 2, getting a success. He succeeds at reflex save. I'll bounce over to number 1. Who also succeeds. Number 2 from the top left. Zolgath number 1 takes a failure. Number 2 does. Sorry, number 2. Zolgath 3 also fails. And the final Zolgath succeeds. So we've got 3 successes, 2 failures coming from the Zolgaths. Uh, let's see damage. So we got... 39 and 38 on the two Astro Demons. An 87, a 68, and a 36 on the Zolgas. And that'll be my turn. And that, that bolt cascades through all five of them, dealing a good chunk of damage there, even with a couple of successes. But after Jebediah, that takes us over to Moonlight. 500 feet away, the Zolgath group in sight. It's your turn. Um, yeah, I will also do one action to move to keep my steed flying. And then I will do a two-action Phantasmal Clamdiga. I need a will save from all five of them. Astrodamon one critically fails with a two on the die. The other Astrodamon fails with a 42. God damn, your guys' save DCs now are just insane. With a 42. Fails with a 42. One of these Zolgaths rolls a natural 20, so critically succeeds. Another one fails. The third one succeeds. So this one's varying degrees of success. At least one of each. Okay, well, we'll drop 11d6 mental damage on them. This looks like the base is 30. All right, and is it the ones that fail and lower has to give you the additional save? It's been a while since I've done uh, No, just a critical fail. So the one critical failure gives you what kind of check? I need a reflex save. Reflex save. 44? Which just barely Good saves. God, just barely saves. Oh, man. All right, all right. Um, and that is it. Then after Moonlight gets a little bit closer, cast that Calamity Wizard. It's your turn. Uh, 500 feet away. 
First action, move 80 feet closer. Second and third actions, eclipse burst. Reflex saves. Reflex saves. Oh, oh, wow. Uh, real bad in a couple of spots. We've got two Zolgaths critically failing on this. One Astrodamon failing, the other Zolgath succeeding, and another uh, Astrodamon getting lucky. Nat 20 on the die, critically succeeding. So this will be 90, 10 cold damage, and 94 God. negative damage for any of the living creatures. Are they all technically living? I don't, I don't know what the Astrodamons... If they're living is the, the condition? Yeah, if they're living, they take the negative damage, so I don't know... They might even be immune to negative damage, I don't know. Yeah, they're just straight up immune to negative so damage. I roll 55 damage total. So the one Astrodamon that critically succeeded takes zero. The other Astrodamon takes 31 damage because it's just the... Yeah, it just takes 31 of the 55. He failed. Yeah, he just he didn't take the negative. Uh, the two that critically failed take 110 apiece, and they're also permanently blinded. That's the big one right there. And the other Zolgath that succeeded took 27 damage. So enjoy having two of them permanently blinded. Yeah, yeah, throw some wrenches in their plans, say the least. Then after the wizard completely puts a stop to at least two of the Zolgaths, most likely completely puts them to a stop at this distance with the blinded condition... That takes us finally over to the enemies, and at the top of the enemies situation, because the party did so good on rolling for initiative here. The first Astrodamon, Astrodamon number two, uses all three of its actions to fly directly at Peach Pie. So, question Peach Pie, you moved how many feet the last round? It was uh, 240. 240? It can move a total of 180. So how close are you after that? Should be 80 feet away. So you're now 80 feet away from the Astrodamon as it's flying directly towards you. One of the Astrodamons is flying directly at Peach Pie. Uses all its actions to do so. Get over to the blinded Zolgath and... Okay. So what that Zolgath is going to do is they are going to land with one action use their second action to, of course, with difficult terrain taken into consideration, move towards and around an obelisk next to the statue, and it's going to use its final action to take cover behind the obelisk. Now over to the other Astrodamon. This Astrodamon, much like the one before it, also flies directly at Peach Pie in the party. Is now 80 feet away from Peach Pie as well, right next to his pal. Now the Zolgath, who's actually going to get to do something, is going to use its first action to hover and its second and third actions to cast Phantasmal Calamity on the wizard, Jebediah, and Moonlight, as you are all within the range of the burst for Phantasmal Calamity after flying closer. The three of you, go ahead and give me will saves for the Phantasmal Calamity. Will save... That's a critical success right there. Oh, Chad, because you've got the... Sorry, buddy. <laughs> that is uh, three critical successes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Three three critical successes. We blow and off your feeble manipulations. Jeb rolled a five and critically yes. succeeded. <laughs> I rolled an eight. And then Swanee actually rolled well. Yeah, I got a total of a 51. 
Now, your eight, to take into consideration, you've got the mind blank. Yeah, that, that, Your daily mind blank, which makes a big difference. Have a plus but still. 35 will save, it's fine. So, so everybody critically succeeds. The, the, the Zogath notices that you do not... You are not affected. He doesn't look like you're harmed in any way, shape, or form. And he just kind of looks taken aback. And his shoulders go back. He takes a more defensive posture in his flight. Which will take us to the last Zolgath in round one. This is also one of our blinded Zolgaths. Uh, can do the only thing that it really can do is... Same thing as Buddy did. Land with one action. Second action. Stride over to an obelisk. And use his third action to take cover. And now it takes us to the top of round two. Peach Pie, you are 80 feet away from two Astrodamons who are flying toward your face. Sweet. Uh, I killed him. You said I had to spend an action to do uh, command my, my mount, right? Yep. Fuck it. Action one, rage. Action two, fly up to one of them. And on my horse, painted like a clown. <laughs> That's what you call a painted horse. <laughs> Paint. <laughs> Uh, I fly up to the Astrodamon, and I smack it hard. I use my hero point, because that's a natural one. Ooh. I want this hit to be super heroic, right? Jeez. Well, I miss. No, you don't. No, you hit. Oh, I hit. Five. Five in the die. 39 okay. is a hit. I deal it 64 damage. Slam right into this thing, and it stops it. Flight. Nice. Cool. And that takes us over to Jebediah. It's your turn. Let's see. So how far away is number two to me? If I moved 80 and it moved up? Number two, Astrodamon? Yeah. Can I get to it in two movements? I guess could I get to Peach by in two movements? You're 260 feet away from it right now. Oh, okay. I'll just end my turn next to Peach by. Hello, Jebediah! Aren't we being heroic? Or flying! It's so much fun! I feel like a Valkyrie! Yeah. Then after Jeb closes the distance, Moonlight, to your turn. 240 feet away from Astrodamons, or 420 feet away from a Zolgath in sight. Uh, are those three Zolgaths both that far away from each other? How, how high up is the one that's still flying? The one that's still flying is about 30 feet in the air. And the two that are on the ground are exactly where they are. Behind an obelisk. Taking cover. Okay, I want to target these three gas in the back with another Phantasmal Calamity. Okay. They are in range for you to be able to do that. So, we need another will save from those three. Will saves. One very bad with a critical failure. One succeeds with a 47 and a lucky roll. And the third one just fails. Well, we're going to start off with, jeez, another set of terrible D6s, 28 damage. Well, it was pretty bad. And these Zolgaths seem to be resisting your mental damage a little bit. Oh. Obviously enough to make a difference. I guess I didn't notice that the first time. Um, okay, the one that critically failed needs to give me a reflex save. Reflex so save. That's number three. three. Ooh, net 20. It does not think it's in a hellscape. Well, that's great. I mean, it kind of already is because it's blind. But, it's you blinded. Know. Which is hilarious because Phantasmal Calamity is illusion, but it does not have the... the it's not uh, visual. Not visual, so... Nice. You can check that one so out the list. It's in their mind. Um, and I fly another 80 feet forward. 
So that takes us over to the wizard. It's your turn. Noise. I'm realizing I don't actually have very much good shit prepared. My spell list is kind of kind of fucked. I should probably fix it at some point. <laughs> How far away are the astrodamons from me? 160 feet. No, for that. Yeah, they're 240 feet away from you. And the three Zolgas, so what kind of grouping? The two of them right next to each other, but how far away is the number one from the other two? They're 30 feet in the air, 25 feet away from their friends. All right, fuck it. I'm just going to drop a seventh level Eclipse Burst on the three of them. All right. I'm going to trust... Eclipse Burst number two. Trust Peach Pie's got that shit handled. All right, so we've got some uh, reflex saves here. <laughs> now, uh... <laughs> Wait, the reflex saves, right? Yeah, reflex saves. Now, because the two Zogaths that are blinded are currently taking cover, they get a plus four circumstance bonus to reflex saves against area effects. Good for them. Uh, but because they're blinded... I think it's a minus four and it just evens out, doesn't it? No, the blinded is minus four to perception checks. It doesn't say anything about reflex saves. Um, so, Tyler. Yes. Did you see which one just crit failed? Oh, God, the only one who can see anything. Uh, yeah, okay, so... I don't even give a fuck about the damage. I just blinded all three Zolgas between the two yeah, seriously. They, uh... Yeah, critical failure for the only one that could see anything. Failure for another... What's your what's your save again? 44? 40, 43, so that 44 43. just barely beat me. They need to roll a fucking, like, 17 on 16. the die. 17, uh, yeah, 17, 17, to 17 to succeed. They do get the plus 4, so technically a, a 13 right now. Uh, so this one's going to be a little bit less damage. It'll be 8d10 cold and 8d4 negative. 8d4, yeah. Oh, I said that right. Okay, lower level. Got it. Yeah. Uh, use the 8d10 cold. 45 damage. Uh, so 21 negative damage. So number 1 should take double that. Number three should take all of it, and number two should take half of it. So number three, which is one of our Zolgas taking cover, falls down on the, on the other side of the obelisk, and its body thuds to the ground, and it it's dead. I didn't even know I had a seventh level Eclipse Burst prepared, so that was a nice nice little surprise. Like I said, my spell list is kind of <laughs> funky right now, man. I gotta, I gotta figure <laughs> this shit out later. Happy surprise, huh? Yeah. All right. Well, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. So then, after the wizard circus goes for round two, we get to the enemies, the astrodamons. I never actually did my third action. Um, yeah, I would have moved cl- eighty feet closer again. Eighty feet closer again. Yeah. Got it. So you've done one hundred sixty feet from the original five. Yeah. And after that, that takes us over to the enemies. Now, I'm going to split these up. It's not exactly how they're listed. In, oh, never mind. It is totally how they're listed in initiative now because he killed one of them. Two astrodamons go back to back. So the first one, being right next to Peach Pie and Jebediah, is going to start making jaws and claws attacks. Now, it has to use its first action to hover where it's at because that's where you all are. Does that count as a move action? Hover? Yeah. That Good question. Action? I have no idea. Fairly certain it does. Is hover an action? Yeah. It's in fly. Oh, it's just under fly, which is a move action. Yeah. Oh, so, okay, so hover is part of fly. 
Yeah. You can use the action to fly zero feet to hover in place. Which is technically a move action. That's a move action. Yeah, it technically provokes from both of you. <laughs> okay. Just it hovering there. Okay. This is, I'll take this it. guy right in front of me is getting smacked. Okay. Gets smacked. I'll kill this motherfucker. Looks like you both hit. Before you roll damage, uh, I didn't get this on Peach Pie's first hit, but I'm going to get it here. Astro Demons have displacement. Roll a flat check. Flat D20. DC 11. DC 11? That's pretty high. Oh, damn. All right. You guys suck. I guess I miss. Yeah, dude. You're the worst. Uh, two and a seven, both have attacks of opportunity. Even though it would have hit with an attack, the displacement and their attacks swing right through the Astro Demon. Did you drink one of them cat's eyes elixirs or get some true seeing or something? Uh, I have a couple on me, so... I know you do. That's why I said it. Alright, so Peach Pie, you're about to get attacked with a claw, or with a jaw attack. A yawn. I'm sure this is exactly how that's gonna go. 40 to hit. Wait, a 40 doesn't hit you? No, not even while I'm raging. Good God. Uh, audience, play, pray for the Astrodamons. They're gonna need it. Rip. Rip, Astro Demons. The other one uses its first fly action to fly in and flank in. Isn't it going to take its third action? With Peach Pie. Uh, oh shit, you're right, it does have a third action. I was right about to just skip right over that son of a bitch. I'm sorry, peeps at home would ye- yell at us. Oh yeah, they'd sure get me for fair. that. It's totally going to miss, though. With 43? Well, 43 hits. Nope. Nope. It should have a negative 5. It should have a minus 4 because it's agile. So 39, which would also miss. So its third action to claw misses. The other Astrodamon moves in to flank Peach Pie with his buddy in the air, not knowing what David clearly remembers. That they can't flank me if they're lower level than me. Yeah, in the way lower level. Jaw attack on Peach Pie. Rolls two on the dice, totally biffs it. Claw. <coughs> 18 on the die. Uh, 46 to hit. Peach Pie, I got a hit on you. Wow, it hits. Take 21 points of damage. It doesn't make it through my temp HP. (laughs) Okay, technically you have to make a fortitude save, but I'm sure this is a moot point. Go ahead and entertain me, if you don't mind. Whoa! (laughs) That's a nat 20 for a 53. Yeah, so don't worry about the essence drain. No big deal. Not worried about it. That's its turn. Which takes us over to the two living Zolgaths. What are they doing over there? The two living Zolgaths, the the one that was flying uh, drops down, not like falls, it just lowers itself to, itself to the ground, uh, goes over to its buddy behind the pillar, and they start conversing with each other. And then the one that flew down stands up and like rips a piece of its cloth of its white robe off and holds it up in the air and starts waving it and yelling in draconic, we surrender, we surrender. Are they, like, trying to talk to their third friend? No, the third friend's dead, and they're fully aware of it. Uh, how do they know? Weren't they all blind? <laughs> no, they're aware. They're like, Steve! I mean, there's probably, like, a thud from him falling out of the sky. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, the Zolgaths pass their turns essentially in full-on surrender to you. But does the circus take the surrender? Peach Pie. The Astrodamons don't know the surrender's occurring, but you're being attacked and flanked or attempted to be flanked. It's your turn. I don't speak Draconic. I don't know it's occurring either. Good point. Ah, uh, motherfucker. Do I want to bother pulling out my Cacti Elixir? No, dude. Or do I just want to Kill swing? Kill him! Just going to swing and hope for the best. Swing, swing, hope for the best? Yeah. Action one, I guess, hover. 
Uh, which I guess incurs an attack of opportunity if they'd like to take it. They don't have them. Okay. Action to swing. Well, it's a hit. We'll see if it actually does hit. No. Action three. I'll swing again. It's a hit. We'll see if it actually does hit. No. Crushing it. The displacement foils Peach Pie once again. Guess I'm done. All right. Then after Peach Pie, that takes us over to Jebediah. I'll do the same. Hover and attack. I've seen so many of these just right through them. Not this one. Yeah. Getting that one. (laughs) Just kidding. Second attack, right? There's a one. Ooh, now one and a die. That's all I got. This is like a this is like a Dragon Ball Z fight, right? You're just in the air punching at each other, but it's not really actually doing anything. All right. Then after Jebediah, that takes us over to Moonlight. It's your turn. Um. Okay. I will fly. I think I'm. I think I'm 160 feet away from him right now. That's my calculation. Oh, away from the Astrodamons. From or away from the Astrodamons. Yes. Yes, you are. So I will fly 135 feet, so two actions, to get within 30 feet of Astrodamon 1. Okay. And I guess I will try an intimidating glare, because I don't know what else to do here. Uh, 52. 52? Yeah, that's a critical success by a lot. Looks to be him. <laughs> Uh, he's frightened too and flees on his next turn. Oh, well, good. You're saying bye to the Astrodamon. Bye. See ya. All right. And well, then after Moonlight, that takes us over to uh, the wizard. It's your turn. Uh, I use all three actions to fly over to the Zolgaths and land next to them and say, oh, hey, Indratonic. They will talk back to you. We'll get to that in a second. Well, and after the wizard moves to Parlay. They did suppress their stench. Unless you don't want them to. They have a pretty cool stench that's like psychogenic secretions. Whoa, your smell's gonna make me trip? (laughs) We'll save that for later. (laughs) You're my new best friend. (laughs) Just keeps one around to keep him on a freaking psychedelic trip. (laughs) Up in Zolgath, it's a whole new thing. He's an unseen servant when you got a fucking Zolgath that can... Do shit for you and make you trip balls as he does it. <laughs> um, so Astrodamons, let's get the let's go with some Astrodamons here. Is going to continue to attack Beach Pie. First action to hover. Oh, that's right. I attack it. See if anything happens. Well, I hit it. Maybe. Nope. Jesus. So what? Five, five sub elevens in a or sub tens in a row. Gone bad. Haven't gotten a single the official hit on the Astrodamon, a physical hit at least. Basically all the damage it's taken has been spell attack damage. Alright, so it hovers. After it hovers, jaw attack on Peach Pie. Ooh, get an 18 on the die for a 50 to hit. I suppose that hits. Yeah, Peach Pie, take 27 points of damage. It uses its third action to grab you in its mouth. It grabs you, cool. grabs you right off the Phantom Steed. Oh, yeah, I'm, I don't know why I'm about to ask, but I'm going to anyways. Uh, fortitude safe, please. It's laughable. I also don't know why you ask. I know. 37. Ooh, that shit is still a success. Which means it's a critical success. Yes. That is the lowest you can roll. So there's a liter- literally a 15% chance that you fail it. 
Anywho, that being said, uh, after that, Astrodamon grabs onto Peach Pie. The other one uses its first action to fly over to Jellydive. Uh, it uses all three actions to fly the fuck away. That's right, it's frightened. Bye. Flees from the source of its fear, which would be me. As far Man. as it can go. The unassuming small trick. <laughs> on a horse. On a Yeah, on a shadow horse. <laughs> I mean, that is a little scary. With, with a rain cloud over its head. I like that. That's, that's Moonlight's version of a begone bitch. <laughs> that takes us over to Peach Pie. I'm in its mouth. I don't have to hover. You don't have to hover. I can just attack it. I mean... I mean, because of your armor, you have a free action to try to escape? I suppose I do. I'll do it later. I attack it three times. With what? Yeah, I was going to say... My hammers. Too big. Being grappled doesn't yeah, that's mean only that's swallowed. Only swallowed. Swallowed, that's right. We figured that out really early on. Why am I bringing it up? Yes, we did. It's just that everything just swallows anymore. Yeah, that's true. Uh, I get a 36 and miss, though. Oh, stupid. We'll do that again. We'll attack again. Rolling out one and miss. We'll attack a third time. Wow. <sighs> Peach pie. These are dumb. I do take my uh, free action to attempt to escape. I make a... Uh, Athletics check against its fortitude DC or reflex DC. I can't remember which. Forty-one, and it's against its. Isn't that the attack trait? Escape does have the. Well, wait. Does escape have the attack trait? Yeah, escape does. Escape does. So that should be twelve lower. What's the thing that your armor does? What is that that armor called? Implacable. I believe all it does is give you a free escape attempt. Doesn't have anything to do with your. 29. Yeah, escape it is an attack. Okay. So that will likely fail. That is correct. Yes, that uh, be sub 30 on that would fail. Well, after Peach Pie, Jebediah. The one Astrodamon ran away. It's just the one that's got Peach Pie in his grasp. It's your turn. Let's beat it up. No. I'll hover, by the way. No. Damn, y'all. Astrodemons are so strong. I'm done. <laughs> You're just having a hard time getting used to, you know, fighting on a flying horse in the air. All right, well, after Jebediah misses the Astrodamon Moonlight, it's your turn. Um, I guess I fly within 30 feet of this one. We'll try a scare to death instead of... Demoralize? Um, demoralize. Uh, only a 42. A 42... And against Will DC, right? Yes. Is a success, not a critical success. Okay. Um, so, almost the same thing then. I'm just uh, frightened too. Frightened too. All right. But this one is not fleeing. Frightened too, not fleeing. Got it. So, I guess that's... Right? Scared to death is only one action. Well, interestingly... Uh, because the Astrodamon, uh, is immune to death effects, uh, the new errata removes the death trait from scare to death. So it does affect him normally. Oh, so critically, succeeding wouldn't even matter because I couldn't kill it automatically. Correct, and scare to death, the only thing that has the death trait is the critical failure, which is different than what it used to be. Third action, I cast shield on myself. All right. Then after Moonlight, we're going to get over to the wizard. It's your turn. Wait, you're done talking to the Zolgast. Should we just pass, or are you just going to turn around and zap a zap an Astrodamon while you're talking to the guys? Hi, right, how's it going? Um, one second, I'll be right with you. 
Wait, how far? He's too far away. Fuck. No, because this one just flew 160 feet back towards Oh, them. yeah, I suppose it would actually be, like, right here. Like, right next to you guys. Oh. <laughs> yeah, it would be, because it's running away. I forgot about that. Wait, he's It's next running to away. Me? It was 180 feet away. Yeah, and he's basically on his way back. So you can see him. He would be right here. I don't like him being that close to me. And he's fleeing moonlight right now. Yeah, I don't... How far away is that guy from me? He's, he's like, 30 feet away, you said? He's he's thirty feet in the air. Oh, but that is his position right there. To you, to you, relative to you. So he's like ten feet away from me, but thirty feet up in the air. Yes. Yeah, I don't like that. Um, ninth level disintegrate. <laughs> no boy, no disintegrate. <clears throat> Roll a five and I hit. Yes, a thirty-eight. Part is of a me hit. wants to fucking hero hero point. It's just a crit, the fucker. Um. But is there displacement? Uh, ooh, against something that's targeted, yeah. You yeah, are going to have to make a, a DC 11 flat check. So if hero point to that. A hero point, I rolled a 10. Ooh, come on. Nobody's made this check yet. Uh, 18. There it is. Nice, that'll do it. All right, so you hit the Astrodamon with the disintegration. Its fortitude save is a 33. <laughs> and there's a critical failure because my save's a 43. And he's frightened. He is very frightened. <laughs> he is frightened was. Yeah. Uh, hold on a sec. I gotta check something with disintegrate. It's on type damage. It does not. It does not have. It also effect does either. not have a death effect. No, you're just gonna be rolling twenty four d ten damage. I'm gonna be rolling thirty six d ten. Oh god, because you're casting a, it at a higher this level. This is a ninth level. <laughs> disintegrate. <laughs> <laughs> I don't like it. Disintegrate. <laughs> wow. Uh, here comes a shit ton of D10s. Oh, not even roll that well. It's only 216 damage. Only. You blew it away. <laughs> Wait, it's dust. It only had 100 left. 100? <laughs> 116. And 16. <laughs> You did a hundred. <laughs> Your normal damage would have killed it without a critically failing. Um, the astro damage just disintegrates into a, a poof of dust. And the Zolgas have no idea. So I just turned back to them, like, "Sorry about that." Where were we? We surrender to your might. This dust comes raining down on top of them. <laughs> it's in my mouth. What is it? It's your friend. <laughs> Friend? Uh, Aster Damon. Oh, not my friend. Subjugated. And now he's dust. In the wind. Okay, moving on. That was bad. That's why we are surrendering to you. I end my turn. If that's the case, that's going to take us over to our living Astrodamon, the one that wasn't fleeing. This is uh, adjacent to Beach Pie, and Jebediah has Jebediah in its mouth. No. Or sorry, Peach Pie has Peach Pie in his mouth. Hey, is he going to spend a move action to, to, to hover? Yeah, it, you know what? You're right. It is. It does have to use its first action to hover, so it's going to do just that. Bunch of attack rolls. Looks like you both hit on your attack of opportunity, but can you overcome? Only Jeb did. Jeb for 41 damage displacement. All right, slash. Then after its hover. It's going to use his second action to uh, use something called Devour Soul. Of course it is. With the living creature that it has grabbed, it is going to attempt to eat your soul. Give me a... Wait for it. Fortitude save. 
Guess what trait uh, this has? Uh, incapacitate. Oh, incapacitation. Incapacitation. It doesn't matter. It doesn't I mean, there's, matter. there's literally no way for you to fail this. True. And I don't. That is correct. With a 49, you critically succeed. It doesn't. It didn't know any better. It's trying to like it's making. It's trying to suck the soul from the people. I am the cloud eternal. Why do you even bother? It, it's going to use its final action to maintain the grab, which takes us to the top of round five. Peach pie. I tried to kill it so hard. <laughs> we'll see. Forty-three hits. Oh, peach pie. <laughs> Your DC, your flat checks are just all terrible. It's been, it's been awful. It has been. Dude, I haven't seen it you roll over a ten. I failed every single one of them. I, I miss like everything. I, I haven't point. seen you roll over a ten. Just one of those nights. It's fine. I normally will roll pretty well. That takes us over to Jebediah. Jeb, fight the thing. Hover. I crit impossibly. Maybe. No. Oh. Don't you have a hero point? No, I used it on the fucking nature check. <laughs> <laughs> That's right, right at the beginning of the night. Alright, I'm done. Okay, alright. Well, one unfortunate critical hit that went by because of the flat check, and then a miss from Jeb. That takes us over to Moonlight. Moonlight, one Astrodamon left. Just because it looks like fun, Moonlight's going to throw a book at it. <laughs> Get a nat 20, possibly. Oh, come on, remake that DC. Yeah! Hits oh my god. You piece by swinging frantically, and then a fucking book flies over his head. <laughs> Moonlight hits him for a 64 damage with a book. Oh kills my it. god. <laughs> To make it even worse, while Peach Pie is in this thing's grip, it begins falling from the sky, and Peach Pie takes 25 points of damage as he hits the ground with this thing has Peach Pie in his mouth, and just with a... I catch the book as it falls. So- sorry, Peach Pie. It seemed like uh, you were having some issues there. Peach Pie lying on his back, holding the book. No, no. It's alright, Moonlight. Thank you. It was very annoying. I think I'm just going to lie here for a minute. And so we've reached the Vale of Aradin and the penultimate chapter of this grand adventure. One trial down, apparently 11 more to go. Will we survive them all? Will we even have the patience for them all? Maybe we'll just skip to the end and say fuck it. Who knows? Find out next time as we continue the Extinction Curse. And until then, may you have many great adventures of your own. It's your turn.